take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. Joke of the day. What did I get when I combined my disability and my crutches with adolescence? Answer. As a teenager, I got disoriented because I often lost my adolescent sense of direction. Thought of the day comes from American explorer Daniel Boone. He was an American pioneer and frontiersman whose exploits made him one of the first folk heroes in the United States. Boone became famous for his exploration and settlement of what is now Kentucky, which then was beyond the borders of the 13 colonies. He said, I have never been lost, but I will admit to being confused for several weeks. Hello and welcome back to The Cerebral Podcast. For new listeners, The Cerebral Podcast is me talking about my crutches as disability devices and literary devices. I also offer up advice to help parents, kids, and anyone else who wants to learn more about my interpretation of disability engagement. I was born with cerebral palsy. It is a movement disorder that moderately impacted my balance and coordination. I grew up in New York in competitive schools where it was mainstreamed in the 1970s and 1980s. I was the only kid with a long-term disability in school. As a result, I used my cerebral against the palsy like an oxymoron. In other words, I used my brain to work through many of my physical challenges. Reasonable accommodation and the ADA didn't become law until 1990 or broadly accessible to me until I was at Marist College in 1991. Reasonable accommodation is an adjustment made to a system to accommodate or make fair the same system for an individual based on a proven need. As a result, I often used enriched environment examples to increase my own social-emotional learning. I want to pass on my knowledge and experience to help the next generation. This is episode 59. Thank you for joining me today. Preface. For the month of June, I am talking about Adolescent Issues According to Psychology Today, adolescence is the transitional stage from childhood to adulthood that occurs from ages 13 to 19. Today I am talking about 
orientation and disorientation. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences or Rope, I am talking about some of the difficulties that I had with orientation and disorientation in high school. I also talk about specific difficulties I had with taking the entrance exam and how I moved up through hard work and determination from average classes to advanced honors classes. Be sure to listen for one or two things to take away from this episode. Now, let's both take hold and engage. According to Psychology Today, change during adolescence can be a time of disorientation and discovery. The transitional period can raise questions of independence and identity. The Psychology Today website continues on to state that the purpose of adolescence is for a child to psychologically and socially transform into a young adult. The transition can naturally lead to anxiety about physical development, evolving relationships, and one's place in the world. Teenagers may also grapple with insecurities and feelings of being judged, as well as worries about physical appearance. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or ROPE, I am talking about feeling extremely disoriented because of my palsy. As I talked about in episode 56, the four basic components of disability decision-making are number one, speed, number two, number, number three, abstraction, and number four, complexity. These factors combined with teenage insecurities about appearance and their place in the larger world made situations more difficult. Speed, number of distractions, abstractions, and complexities made the high school entrance exam exponentially more difficult. I took the high school entrance exam for a college preparatory school in New Jersey. The speed was particularly a factor because the entrance exam was timed. I had trouble thinking and writing. The internal and external pressure kept mounting as more time ticked away and I became increasingly frustrated. My sensitivity to the environment also increased as time passed. The worst part was yet to come as I wrestled with trying to complete the entrance exam. I began to lose control of myself internally. My bodily functions increased the physical pressure. I lost control on the way to the bathroom. The only consolation, if I can call it that, was I didn't have to argue to get the test postponed 
because the unattractive smells were self-explanatory. On the second attempt to complete the entrance exam, I sat in the conference room alone in the guidance office. Although I did better the second time around, nausea and heaving eventually made it difficult for me to complete the exam. I visited the bathroom a few times, but at least I didn't have any in-transit accidents. The third time I took the exam, there was only a few people in the room. There were less distractions and I was already somewhat familiar with the exam from two previous attempts. I was also given an extra 20 minutes to complete the exam. I ended up getting into average and below average classes my freshman year, but through hard work and a particular talent for writing and memory skills, I excelled in language, arts, and history. My power to memorize dates, facts, and stories was aided by my ability to associate information to situations. In previous episode, I have talked about my episodic memory. I had more trouble with math and science. By my sophomore year, I had moved up to above average classes. In my junior year, I moved up to some honors classes because of my work ethic. I also pushed peer and other pressures inside myself to help fuel my academic pursuits. By my senior year, I was in a mix of above average classes, honors classes, and advanced honors classes. Over the years, I went from being extremely disoriented to somewhat oriented to the competitive high school environment. Were there one or two things that you heard in this episode that you could lean into? Reflections. In doing the research for this episode, one of the things about adolescence that I realized was just the heightened level of sense or higher level of stakes that comes with being an adolescent. And one of the things that the definition from psychology today mentions is the disorientation and discovery, which happens during adolescence. I wanted to use the entrance exam as an extreme example of being oriented and disoriented at the same time, especially with a disability and having to compete with not only time, but also the number of distractions, the abstraction and complexity of the situations. And the those four components that I mentioned in the episodes were difficult to manage together especially on top of everything else with body changes and social pressure and the need for social acceptance. 
just trying to keep up with the number of changes or the number of issues that were happening even at one time or even the level of understanding that I had from other classmates that didn't have disabilities that also increased the misunderstanding and then and the difficulty that I had initially in um, high school with just people understanding all the different challenges that I had even though I had crutches they were sometimes afraid of me or didn't know what questions to ask and I didn't necessarily know what um, or how to answer those questions either. Many of my classmates tried but they also were under their own levels of social and other pressures and changes due to adolescence so a lot of times they the classmates didn't want to uh, be singled out or uh, they didn't want to be embarrassed by me sometimes I also went to a all boys high school and a lot of times I felt at least physically intimidated by people and that added to the orientation or disorientation that I felt. Thank you for letting me ramble. Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. I never give up.